0: Hey, and we're live. Good morning. This is Melinda Kuntz coming live from Hope When There Was None. On this page where we share triumphs, educate, as well as inspiration for you to take with you during your day. We do cover a lot. We, I cover a lot that has to do with abuse. And October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So for this month, I'm going to be sprinkling in some survivor stories. I do have two, two, Possibly three very courageous survivors that are going to come on and they're going to share their story. I do have about three to four anonymous posts that I'll be sharing, and I'm going to do the first one today. So let's get on with that. Now, each of these stories are going to be a little different. They each, of course, have the commonality of abuse of some sort, whether it's physical abuse, whether it is. emotional, financial. It could be that there's some substances, drugs or alcohol involved into the story as well. There's also a potential for past abuse, that generational tie. So each of these are going to be a little different. They're going to be very raw, but they are going to uh, be honest. They're not going to sugarcoat anything and just give you a sense of not being alone, so if you're in a situation or perhaps you know somebody that's in an abusive situation and you're not quite sure um or maybe yourself is this abuse you don't know you you are maybe thinking about it, questioning whether it's abusive or not, but um you don't know, so you're questioning that, so let's get into this, so we're going to talk about Michelle Michelle, of course, this isn't her name, but Michelle's story. Let's dive into it. The story begins after numerous attempts of trying to exit the relationship and she was getting tired of walking. I'm just going to use her voice. Okay. So it's going to say I, and again, abuse can be between a male and a female or female on a male abuse is just, it's rampant. It's widespread, all corners of the world, no matter what age or sex or color, even or whatever racial makeup you are, it, it happens everywhere. So start again. And the story begins after numerous attempts of trying to exit the relationship. I was getting so tired of walking in eggshells and being cautious of my words at all times because anything I said could trigger his mood. And I found myself constantly apologizing for what I said. And even though it may have been just a simple question like, what do you want for dinner? Discussing anything with a person who has anger and rage is always going to be irrational and it's going to it's going to be like arguing with a drunk person. But I didn't realize this at the time. I was too busy feeling like a crazy person who shouldn't be asking him so many questions when he's busy. Sound familiar? He would say, why do you bother me while I'm working in the garage? I'm doing things in the house and you come out and ask me things that you can answer. But see now, that's a trap. Because whenever I choose Whatever I choose for dinner without asking him could also turn into an argument. So it's better to be to ask and, and to be safe, then, right? Walking on eggshells is I've got my cheat sheet here is psychological abuse. It's abusive. And this is something I did not know or understand. Do you know why? Injury, depression, pain is something people get comfortable with when you're with it long enough. It becomes part of your identity. And I've been doing this in my marriage for 27 years. This is now part of my identity and have caused me to lean harder on my husband for that comfortable comfort. And that's why I stayed. In addition to kids, finances, and fear, who would want me? And in my case, my husband wouldn't let me go because he couldn't. if he couldn't have me, no one could. It's another form of abuse is control. Who I talk to, where I go, what I do, all control to make me feel as small as possible. We only dated two weeks before getting married. Early in my marriage, it struggled with infidelity conflict, jealousy, control, name-calling, rage, throwing, screaming, slamming, I felt like more of a possession than a human being. But my husband had a classic Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, so there were many times he would make me feel human, the side that gave me hope too that he was human, the side that that, that had heart, compassion, and would do things as a family. I didn't realize that this was this part was fake and only wanted me to keep him when he wanted me. But my husband had a drug addiction, and I soon discovered that when he was on drugs, it would assist in his calm mood. But when he was off of drugs, he would begin to rage. Me and the kids were subjected to his alternative moods and behavior. I started to make excuses for his behaviors. I would tell the kids that he was crabby, had a bad day at work, or he was tired. And I would tell others the same thing after my husband would show this behavior in public all part of a normal process of being a victim of domestic violence. My husband stalked me. He lied, cheated, withheld money, started to be forceful in his sexual needs, and made his feelings more important than anyone's. My marriage suffered bankruptcy, repossession, and foreclosure. And I still didn't see a problem because it was part of our life. And my husband always said it would be okay. And and oh, I'm trying not to cry. I, my heart just goes out. In some cases, it was because of his ability to pull us through. That part gave me hope. Fast forward to present day, and I recently discovered that my husband was using meth. I don't know how long this was going on, but sitting here now and being away from my husband, the dysfunction and abuse from the last four months, I could see a little clearer. His behaviors always resembled the person on meth. And all I know that being a victim of abuse and feeling that you can't escape or that alone causes or that you're alone causes you to be blind to many things. I've put myself in survival mode rather than victim to begin to see clearly. Nothing prepares you for what you will see or feel. That was Michelle. Woo, I can relate to a lot of that. This is one of the first stories I'll be sharing. I do have another story from a, a survivor that'll be coming on live. That'll be on Sunday. And um, you can hear Brienne's story. Brienne Coleman, I met her, I think it's going on four years ago, after being on the Bill and Callie show. That was a podcast um, that was, oh my gosh, it was very life-changing for me. And uh, it connected me with Miss Brienne. They said, you have to meet this lady. She's remarkable. And, um, you just have to get to know her. So we connected and my goodness, I should, I'll share her YouTube. Hi Lila. Thank you. Um, my ex-husband, he actually lives in Griffith, Indiana. He is remarried. Um, every once in a while, maybe once or twice a year, I'll still get these messages that he'll take me back. Isn't that nice? Yes, he is remarried, remarried. And, um, I reached out to her on several occasions and just to see if we can get together but you know what I'm a little dangerous you know why because if she meets me and we talk she might discover that uh, she's also an abusive relationship and I don't think he wants her to know who he really is but by now she has to see who he is or maybe she's just grown accustomed to it she's a little bit older than he is and um I don't think that he wants to start all over again with somebody new I don't know but anyway is there no danger if I speak openly about the abuse from your husband there see I covered my tracks here with this in the very beginning I w- I actually got rid of a lot of my blog posts I was going to shut my blog down when I first started in 2009 because he threatened oh, I'm gonna sue you um this is slander you can't say these things about me but I talked to my attorney, my then attorney, who reassured me that as long as I don't use his full name or his address, I'm good. I've gotten permission for my children to use their first names. But if anybody, I had some <laughs> somebody that was a, he is a detective. He's like, you're out there. I found your address. I found your phone number. I know your ex's information. I know where he lives it's all out there. So if anybody wants to be, um, a detective or a sleuth, go ahead. I'm, I'm okay. Um, I don't fear any danger that he's going to, you know, any illegal reproduction, reproductions, repercussions. So I feel safe in that. Uh, I still do. I still do, um, I'm mindful of my safety. I make sure that I'm situationally aware when I go out and not just for him, just for anybody. It's something consciously that I make sure that I do. But that was Michelle's story. And again, I resonated with Michelle's story, just that fear living in eggshells. My ex wasn't a substance abuser, but my stepdad was early on. So I, I can Definitely relate to where she's coming from. She is safe. And again, four months out of a relationship. 27 years is a long time. So I when I hear some women say that, well, I've been in this for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Yeah, that's a long time. But here's somebody that's restarted. I know of um, I don't know of this person personally, but I know of a friend that's mentioned they had somebody in their 70s that's restarted um they left an abusive relationship that was verbal and emotional, financial. It wasn't physical, not that that not that that softens it, it's still abuse, but at 70 she restarted her life and i think that it takes a lot of bravery and courage no matter what age you are, no matter how far along you are in that abusive relationship to restart. Really, And just to recognize that you are in an abusive relationship. So I am going to leave that here and log off. Tomorrow we'll be talking about, I've made reference to like flying monkeys as an example. So I'm going to share a few terms that you might hear on the interweb. Maybe you don't know what they are so let's talk about that tomorrow. Thank you so much for watching. I appreciate it. And if you found some value in this, please do me a favor and share. Listen to the podcast. If you can give me a review on that, I'd appreciate it. I'll have the podcast for this a little bit later. Well, you are most welcome, Ms. Leela. Thank you so much for watching. I appreciate your, in- your support, your encouragement. Thank you kindly. Mwah. Have a great and safe day. Bye. Or maybe not. <laughs> Try to end it It's saying no, you're going to stay on a little bit longer. Here we go. See you soon. Bye-bye.